ולקוטי הלכס, יורדיה חלק א', הלכס יין נסר, חלוך הגימל, פרגריף ה', we dedicate today's learning לילי נשמס, שמן ברל ברבי עקויב, whose yortzeit was yesterday on the 21st of Tammuz, and לילי נשמס, אברום ברב נוחם מאיר, whose yortzeit is today on the 22nd of Tammuz, and לילי נשמס, רב לוי יצחוק, רב אברום נויח, רב לוי יצחוק בנדר, one of the elders of חסידי ברסלב of the previous generation, again, whose yortzeit is today, and also לילי נשמס, טוביה ברבי ישראל יצחוק, and רויז בס איתמר. and Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and complete refuge for all those that need it, the Sarech Shara Choyle Yisroel. Rav Nassim Zal now, as he does in several places of Alechus, goes into speaking about the incredible invention, printing, which was invented shortly before Rav Nassim Zal's time. He had an incredible appreciation of this because of the fact that this is what enabled him to print and publish Rabbeinu's own writing. V'zeh b'chinas ha'fus, learning till now. So based on chapter 26 in the second half of the Kutimran, we'll explain the significance of the printing press and the publishing of Svarim. She'chom al-alein ha'shim izborach ba'achres ha'yonim, Hashem took pity on during these later generations. V'himtsi ba'olam chokmas ha'tfus, and Hashem allowed it to be invented and revealed in the world, the wisdom of, of the printing press, so that there should many holy sovereign in the world. Our rabbis tell us in the Gemara, those parts of the Torah that come written Torah are not allowed to be taught by heart. They must be taught from inside a chumish, inside a Sefer Torah. And at the same time, dvorim those parts of the Torah that were given to us as the oral Torah are not permitted to be written down under all circumstances. Because we already explained earlier in the previous year, that written Torah and the oral Torah correspond to Moshe Rabbeinu, who gave us the written Torah, and who is Malchus, which is associated with the oral Torah. The Zohar Kodesh says, that the sphere of Malchus associated with the mouth, with speech. Bechinas Torah utfila. And these two, the written corresponds to Torah versus prayer. Shehim bechinas machshava v'dibur, which corresponds to how something is executed in this world. The first stage is thought, and then a second stage is speech. These correspond also to the reminder and warnings that Moshe Rabbeinu gives us in the written Torah. It's simply a reminder of a mitzvah. It doesn't give us any details of a mitzvah. And then, his 
the place, the source from which we draw the knowledge and the strength to win the battle against the Yitzhak and actually achieve the mitzvah, which corresponds to Dovid HaMelech, who is the one who fought the battle for Hashem. As we discussed in the previous year, and these two aspects that we're discussing here, which one is the, needs the other one, and it's impossible to really have one without the other. This is the concept of the written Torah and the whereby we need both. And the real perfection of the Torah and completion of the Torah requires both of them. And you can't really have one without the other. As the Pesach says, Mishpete Hashem the laws of Hashem are righteous together. As Rashi Kodesh points out on that Pasuk in chapter 19 in Tehillim, Ayin Shom, take a look over there. Because the written Torah, without the oral Torah, is not complete at all whatsoever. Because we don't know any of the details or any of the laws of any mitzvah without the oral Torah where it's, this, where it's expressed. And so too, to have the oral Torah without the written Torah, it's also incomplete. Because the majority of the oral Torah is based on things that appear in the written Torah. The oral Torah is an explanation of the written Torah. Because as the Gemara tells us, there isn't anything in the oral Torah that doesn't have a basis, a hint to it in the written Torah. And therefore, what the written Torah is really all about is it serves as a reminder to help us remember the mitzvahs on a general level. As it says in the, in the written Torah itself, write this down as a reminder in a book. This refers to all of the warnings of Moshe Rabbeinu that he gave to the Jewish people. Which is, in a sense, like a reminder. As we explained earlier, Moshe Rabbeinu is referred to as Mechoikeik, the one who the lawgiver, the one who gave us the laws of the Torah, the word mechoikek 
has a numerical value of 248, corresponding to the 248 organs in the body of every single Jew. And Moshe Rabbeinu is, is inside of every single Jew, warning each organ regarding the particular mitzvah that's associated with it. The Alkane Hubiksav, and that's why the, this part, this aspect of the Torah is written down, because when a person wants to remember something, one of the most basic ways that you remember something is by writing it down. Because so long as something only oral, you can forget it completely. Person hears a phone number, they hear it, and they don't. They, an hour later, they, they could forget it completely. And that's why this part of the Torah must be written down specifically in order that we'll remember it, which is achieved through writing, through writing specifically. And this is why the Gemara tells us that those things that must be written down cannot be discussed orally. Because the real way that you warn somebody and get somebody to remember something is by making sure that it's written down. Whereas the oral Torah, that part of the Torah that was handed down orally, that must be given over orally and under normal circumstances is forbidden to be written down. Because the oral Torah, which is intended to lead us to actually fulfilling the mitzvahs, and as we learned earlier, nothing can be fulfilled or accomplished in this world without going through speech. As we learned in a previous year, by speaking words of holiness, we convert the judgments of Hashem, the harshness to kindness. And that's the real victory of the holiness over the unholiness. And therefore, that part of the Torah must be spoken about verbally and cannot be spoken spoken about in writing, because writing something down is usually just so that we'll remember it. But just because something is written down doesn't necessarily mean yet that we're going to be able to actualize it, to make it happen. Because it's impossible to be able to express in writing 
all the different details of every single mitzvah, and all the different pairs and ways that a person needs to conduct themselves in order to serve Hashem properly. It's impossible to put it all into writing. Because the, the Yitzhahara, the evil inclination, and all of his associates, which attach themselves to any spoilage in our blood, spiritual spoilage, they oppose every single person in a very strong way, and they confuse the person in a big way, and they try very hard to turn over the truth, to make what's true appear false and what's false appear true. And therefore, it's impossible for everything to be put into writing, to be able to be expressed in writing. Because unfortunately, things that are written down in a book, people, if they want, can turn that away from the truth, can misinterpret it and, and explain it the way they want to explain it. And as we find, unfortunately, many, many teachers and even that, that, turned, that twisted and turned Hashem's words upside down and they express, they explain things that appear in the written Torah with all kinds of false explanations and interpretations that do not conform with the words, with the explanations that our rabbis give in the Gemara, but rather they contradict things that appear in the Gemara. And these, these commentaries that interpreted the Torah in this way, they revealed interpretations of the Torah that do not conform with halacha. And people, unfortunately, have come to deny, deny the authenticity of the oral Torah and deny the truths, many truths that appear in the Torah because of these false commentaries, these commentaries that, that, that are not authentic, that don't follow the authentic interpretation of the written Torah based on the oral Torah, based on the Gemara, the Medrashim, and those sources. Rabnosinzal explains, because in writing, it's impossible to really explain and express the truth to the, to the ultimate, to the ultimate degree, to the greatest degree of clarity. Because unfortunately, every person can interpret things that are written down the way they want to. And this will explain 
why Hashem gave us all of the details of the laws of the Torah and their interpretation orally through oral tradition. Because verbally, by rabbi to student, teaching verbally, explaining and verbally and orally explaining the Torah, through that way it is possible to explain and really express the truths of the Torah fully and all the paths of the Torah and all the advice of the Torah. However, to just go with oral, without the written books, is also not complete. Because if things are only discussed orally, they're not written down, then it doesn't have a solid foundation and will not necessarily be remembered accurately. And if a long period of time goes by, it's possible for things that were studied orally to be forgotten completely. And therefore, we need both. We need it in writing, and we need it orally in full detail. In order to, to protect the, the initial warning and the reminder that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us, because things that are written down are permanent, eternal. And at the same time, we need the oral piece, the verbal piece, in order to explain and clarify the real truths of all the laws of the Torah really well. That cannot be fully expressed in writing. It could only be done orally, verbally. Rav Nosenzal here is really trying to express as clearly as possible why Yiddishkeit is based on a combination of a written Torah and an oral Torah. Of all, however, as generations went by and years went by, when the amount of time that the Jewish people were spending in exile extended for years and generations, and our rabbis were afraid and concerned that the oral Torah shouldn't be forgotten completely from the Jewish nation because people weren't on a level anymore to remember it all really well and pass it on from generation to generation orally. That's what necessitated the rabbis going ahead and giving us permission to write down even the oral Torah, the Mishnayis, the Gemara. And they based it on a Pasuk, which says that sometimes there's an emergency situation. There's a time when we must do something for the sake of Hashem, which seems to contradict 
one of the basic principles. This is supposed to be oral Torah. Why are you writing it down? But the answer is we need to do it in order for, for Hashem, in order that the Jews will still perpetuate the Torah from generation to generation. Therefore, they had to push aside one of the principles of the Torah. This principle that these words are supposed to be oral, not supposed to be written down. The rabbis came to a realization that we have no choice. And even the oral Torah must be written down. Otherwise, it's going to be forgotten completely. Kiro, because the rabbis saw, the concern of the Torah being forgotten was worse than the concerns that we have about putting it in writing, that once we put something in writing, people can interpret it and misinterpret it any way they want. Because the worry, the concern of the Torah being forgotten was much worse. And this is what caused the rabbis to grant permission to write down the oral Torah, to write down the Mishnayis, the Gemara. Ah, however, if we want to write down the oral Torah, we really have to write a lot, a tremendous amount, in order to really explain and express clearly the real, true interpretation of the Torah. Because as Rav said previously, when something is written down in a book, people can interpret it the way they want to. If there's nobody, if we don't have that detailed, clear, oral explanation going with it. And therefore, the oral Torah had to be explained and expressed through many different commentaries. The Rashi, the Toisvis, the, the Rishonim, the Achroinim, commentaries, and commentaries upon these commentaries. Commentaries that explain the earlier commentaries. Kedei shaloyuchal hatoya litois so that a person who's studying Torah will not be mistakenly misinterpret the true explanation and the true intent of the, of the rabbis of the Gemara. Rav says, and as we see and we witness, from the time when the rabbis gave permission for the oral Torah to be written down, the number of sforim being produced in the world has increased exponentially. Because it's not enough without all of these sforim. All of these commentaries are necessary and required. Bifrat, especially, 
especially since as the generations go on, as we move towards the coming of Mashiach, the hearts become smaller and the brains become weaker. The generations become weaker and weaker spiritually. As the Gemara says, We are like a nail in a fence compared to the the earlier generations. Ayin Shem Be'erovin, take a look there in the Gemara and Erovin. The Kimavur Bechol Sifrei HaMechabrin. And as is expressed in all the books written by these authors, by these tzaddikim, they all make it perfectly clear that on one hand you ask, why do you need my Sefer? Why do, I, why do you need me to explain? And they say, but because unfortunately we see the generations becoming weaker and weaker, and people need more and more clarification to ensure that they get it right, that we get the right, authentic, proper understanding and interpretation of the Torah. And this, this is why we need many Sfarim, many new Sfarim, to explain the intentions of our rabbis, of the rabbis of the Gemara, really well. And now Rav Nosesal gives a little bit of example. As we see, One of the rabbis who lived about a thousand years ago, the Rif, Rabbi Yitzchak Alfasi, he gave us a shortened version of the discussions in the Gemara, in his, in his writings. Then there came along the Ran, Rabbeinu Nisim, and other rabbis, to explain and clarify what the Rif is saying. Or, in some areas, to disagree, to take issue with the Rif's interpretation and his presentation, and to disagree in places where they felt that his opinion wasn't the right one. This is talking about his contemporaries. And then there came along rabbis who wrote commentary on the Ram, on Rabbi Nunisim, who, who was a commentary on the Rif. And so too the other books and commentaries. And all of these are very necessary for the Jewish population. And if we didn't have all of the works of all of these rabbis, we today would not know how to perform any of the mitzvahs of the Torah really properly. This is in terms of halacha, the laws, the, the mitzvahs. Rav Nosenzal says so too, if we leave the field of halacha, basic halacha and Gemara, and we go to Musr, Yira Shemaim, those, those parts of the Torah that discuss fear of Hashem and that give advice and ways how to come close to Hashem. Misrabim Bechol Pam Sforam Kedoshim. There are constantly new 
additional sfarim being written about this. All of this is in order to explain and reveal to us really clearly the true paths and the true advice as to how a person could succeed in really serving Hashem properly. And the longer that this exile continues, unfortunately, due to our many sins, and the hearts get smaller, shrink, our, our level of knowledge, our level of intellect gets smaller and smaller. There are people who are under the misconception that with all the technologies that are being revealed and the new inventions must mean that we're smarter than previous generations. And the, our rabbis tell us that that's 100% not true. The fact that certain things have, are being invented in later generations does not imply that we are smarter. It simply is because Hashem decided that this new invention should be revealed at this time. And therefore, even though the person revealing it is much less smart and less intelligent than, than people that lived a hundred years before them, still Hashem decided that the earlier generation should not have this invention. It should only be revealed, discovered and revealed in a later generation. But the truth is that the earlier generations, their minds were much greater than ours. And therefore, the in order to, to break the negative and wrong methods, and in order to, to clearly disprove those who mistaken, those who are mistaken, and those who deny the real truths of the Torah. So, so as not to allow them to misinterpret and, and cause people to be mistaken from the truth. Alkane, therefore, as days and years and generations have gone by, and Hashem saw that the exile is getting worse and worse for the Jewish people. And our minds and hearts are shrinking, getting smaller and smaller. And therefore we need many books to be, to be published, printed, and, and many copies to be distributed throughout Kal Yisrael so people should have these books available to help them get a proper, clear understanding of the Torah of Yiddishkeit. Therefore, Hashem took pity on his nation. And Hashem, with his great kindness, created circumstances whereby there was revealed in the world the knowledge of printing and publishing. 
so that many, many sforim should be produced in the world. Because based on the quantity, the numbers of sforim that are needed in our times, from Nassim's writes during his time, there's no way in the world that these sforim could have been written, handwritten, and, and distributed. And Rav Nassim reiterates now, the truth is we need every single one of these commentaries and these books. Because we today definitely cannot know and understand all the laws of the Torah properly and clearly. Unless we have the entire Shas with the commentary of Rashi's and Toysvis and the Marshoah and other commentaries. And in addition to that, Sifrei Harif, the shortened version of the Gemara, which was produced by the Rif, in Kol HaPerushin, with all of the commentaries on the Rif, the Ran, the Shilpegi Boirim, the Ramban, the Sifrei Horosh, the Horambam, the Hanoisei Kelov, the Hatur Umeforshov, Books of those great rabbis and the commentaries on them, the Mogan Avram and the Taz and the Shach and the And besides all of that, we need the, the thousands or hundreds of thousands of books of Shilas and Shuvas, questions that were sent to rabbis and the responses that they wrote to those questions. Generally in halacha, shebechol elu mishdamshim hagedoyim besifrei tshuvay sehem kisharitzim levarlanu din lamitoy. Because regarding this whole list that we just gave you, all of these different commentaries and books are used by rabbis when they write responses to to questions that they are asked throughout the generations. You'll find that, for example. Just taking a, a more recent example, Rav Moshe Feinstein, Zechren Avracha, who lived in the previous generation, and he wrote Igrois Moshe, the letters of Rabbi Moshe, where he has a few thousand letters, questions that were written to him by different rabbis from all over the world, and his response to these questions. And when he writes the response, usually he'll say, Let's open up this discussion. Let's start with the Gemara, what the Gemara writes about this. And then let's go into the earlier rabbis and later rabbis and, and try to give a clear picture, a clear understanding to the one who presented the question to really understand everything that's relevant to that question. And then the rabbi will offer his response based on what we see in all of these writings and based on how we understand it, now I can address your question and tell you how what the correct answer to your question is. And without all of these writings and more than them, it's it would be impossible for us now to clarify any halacha, any law with real complete clarity. This is within the framework of halacha. 
וכן בדרכי אייצויס ומוסר בעבודת השם, נעשו תו אין א דיפרנט דפרטמנט אוף יירשקייט, דה דפרטמנט אוף מוסר ואיר השמיים, שצריכים כל ספרי המדרושים ופרישיהם. This requires all the different medrashim that we have, which, which focus on the stories of the Gemara, the stories of the Torah, and teach us all the messages and all the lessons that we're supposed to learn from them. V'sifrei ha-zoyer ha-kodesh, v'kisvei ha-arizal, v'reishis chachma, v'chulu v'chulu. Rav Nosan Zal gives us a partial list of all of the svarim that a person needs to have in order to learn Yira Shamayim and Midois and strengthen our faith. Alkein, therefore, my Yokru Chazdei Hashem Yisborach, how precious, how special is Hashem's kindness, Asher Chomol Aleinu, that Hashem took pity on us, Venosan Lanu Meleches Hatfus, and He gave us, He revealed to us the, the wisdom of printing and publishing. Rav Nosan Zal is talking about during the early 1800s, when this was at, in its most primitive state. This is what enables many copies, many sforim and many copies of these sforim to be produced. And they can be purchased at very cheap prices, compared to what you would have to pay if somebody had to write by hand this entire book. And Rav Nosazal writes already, during his time, Baruch Hashem, there are many Sforim in every city. And every single person has many Sforim. And this is what ensures the continuity of the Torah today, that the Torah will not be forgotten. Because Rav Nosanzal stresses, when we're putting the oral Torah in writing, that requires tremendous elaboration, a lot of, lot of pages. in order to really explain things properly and clearly. And as the generations continue and people become smaller and smaller, our minds and our ability to understand properly get shrink more and more, we need greater explanation, more clearer explanation. And we need more holy books. As Rabbeinazal writes in Likudim Ran, chapter 61, Rabbeinazal wrote during his time that there are many Sforim, many religious books, and there are going to be much more religious books being written and published, and all of them are very necessary, very much needed by the, the religious world, and it's forbidden to make fun of or to take lightly any of these foreign. And this is what it says in Koheles, the Yoser Mehema. And more than what it says here, Beni, my son, 
My son, be careful to make many, many svarim, an infinite number of svarim. Rashi explains this to mean more than what's been written. More than what's been written, publish, produce many more svarim. Rav Nosenzal says, note, he zoher be careful, be extremely careful to fulfill the words of the rabbis in the oral Torah. And if you might ask, then why wasn't it written down? The answer is, because if we want to put the oral Torah into writing, we have to write infinite number of svarim. If we're going to come to write down the Old Torah, we'll never finish. As we said before, that words that are presented verbally orally, if you want to put it in writing, you really have to write a lot. We know, for example, you have written commentaries on, on the Torah, and you have a person who gives an oral shear, an audio shear. When you want to transcribe a shear that's given orally, let's say we're learning Likud HaLachas, we learn a page of Likud HaLachas. We give a shear, a shear for an hour. To transcribe those 60 minutes is not going to be a page. It's going to be 20, 30 pages or more. That's just transcribing it without adding any additional clarity. Therefore, this is an incredible kindness on the part of Hashem in allowing the printing press and the, the knowledge of publishing to be revealed. This gives us the ability to produce many, many svarim, which ensures and guarantees that the Torah will not be forgotten from the Jewish people. Any questions? The term heart and mind, as mentioned in Sforim, in the Torah in many places, and especially in Rabbeinu Zal Sforim. The question in the chat, what does Rabbeinu Zal mean when he uses, when he says the hearts are becoming smaller? Does he refer specifically to the heart or does he mean the mind? He means our ability to understand our ability to understand and our ability to really understand properly and, and clearly. Another question, based on what Rav Nosen Zal is writing now, on one hand, we today should be in the best position to understand the Torah more so than people in previous generations. And yet we also see that in some aspects that our generation is the furthest ever from really understanding the Torah. The answer is correct, because there are two things going on at the same time. Our brains keep shrinking and shrinking, getting smaller and smaller. Our level of intelligence, our level of purity and holiness is getting less and less, which lessens our ability to understand the Torah properly and to retain it, etc. But at the same time, Hashem gave us this flood of Sfarim. We have, for example... Two examples, you know, in recent years, we have the Gemara, the Torah Shabal Peh, the oral Torah, just the basic, the Gemara, the 60 Gemaras of Shas, were inaccessible to 
90% of observant Jews, 90% until Sansino came along first and did a, a, a somewhat of a job, but then Art Scroll came along and produced what we call today the Schattenstein Shas in English and in Hebrew, which has opened up, it, it has made available to, again, 90% of observing Jews who prior to this didn't have much access to, to Shas, and now they access it, they're learning it, they're going through it volume by volume and making seams on Shas. That's one example. Another example, the Zohar Kodesh, the Holy Zohar, which until, you know, 40, 50 years ago was inaccessible to 90 or 97%, 98% of Jews who wanted to study it and understand it. And along came one of the great rabbis of the previous generation, Rabbi Frisch, who wrote a commentary, Mosek Midvash, sweeter than honey, on the entire Zohar Kodesh and the Tikkun Zohar, and thousands, thousands of people who didn't have access to the Zohar Kodesh at all previously, now do have access to it and can learn it on their level, on their level. But again, not competing in any way with the rabbis of 100 years ago or 200, 300 years ago, who without the Mosek Midvash understood, had a much clearer and bigger understanding of Kabbalah than we today have with the commentary. Today, the commentary gives us access to it and gives us somewhat of an understanding. But the level of understanding that the rabbis of earlier generations had, because they were on so much of a higher level of purity and, and intellect, you know, we're not, we're not competing with them in any way. A question that Rav Nosanzal speaks about Dibur as a critical, necessary stage in taking something from potential into actualization, from thought into action. Can this be accomplished today by corresponding with a friend by email or, again, in any form of writing? The answer is we're learning here that writing is a form of expression. Rabbein Zal writes in Likud Imran, when he speaks about Dibur speech, he says speech is a form of the soul expressing itself. Nafshi yotzobedabroi. My soul comes out in the words that I'm speaking. I'm really pouring out my heart to you. That terminology. The Gemara also says the opening word of the Aseris Hadibrois, Anoichi Hashem Alekecha, I am Hashem. The Gemara says that the word Anoichi makes up the first letters of the four words, Ano Nafshi Ksovis Yehovis. I place my soul in my writing. Writing is an expression of the soul, and speech is an expression of the soul. Speech usually is a much higher expression, as we're learning here. You can't get in writing the same effect as in the person hearing the verbal presentation. And Rabbi Nassau writes about this in Likud Imran, in chapter 19, I believe, and other chapters, that you cannot compare the effectiveness of a person who hears words of Torah from the tzaddik to a person who hears it from someone who heard it from the tzaddik. And all of those are still better than just reading the book. 
So when we're reading the book, it, it cannot be compared to a person who's present at the time, looking at the tzaddik and hearing the words being spoken from his mouth. Again, the written word is definitely a form of passing on information and of giving over the truth. A question, can we have an insight on the Parsha? In Eretz Yisrael, the Parsha of the week that's being read is Parsha's Matois, which begins with the law of Neder, which is very much related to what we're, speak, what we're talking about here now. Rav Nosanzal writes about this in Hilchas Nedorim and in other places, that this is one of the most incredible things in Judaism, showing us how powerful speech is, that I can actually create Torah through my mouth, create new Torah. The Torah says that you're not allowed to drink wine that was handled by a non-Jew. And I can say, I declare myself forbidden to drink glatt kosher orange juice. And now I've suddenly added an additional commandment to the Torah, an additional mitzvah of the Torah, by putting that into words, by verbalizing that, by saying those words. This shows us the unbelievable koya hadibur, the power of speech. And we know that on the holiest day of the year, on Yom Kippur, we start Yom Kippur with kol nidre. And Rav Nassim mentions that because of the fact that speech, speech, speech is everything, emphasizing to us. The Gemara says, hachayim v'hamoves biyad haloshen. Life and death are in the tongue. Person saying the right thing or saying the wrong thing, chas v'shom. So tremendous emphasis on the, the issue of speech and, and how powerful, how effective it is. Wishing everybody a wonderful day and a good Erev Shabbos. It's Thursday because I'm traveling, because I'm in the United States now. It's very difficult to give the shir twice a week. It would be much more difficult to try to do it every day. But I'm thrilled that we're, we're able to have what we have. We should be zeched to absorb what we're learning and appreciate it and, and get all the benefits from it.